different topics and issues that are in one parsha, uh, let alone when there's a double parsha. But Tazri Mitzora really is a, a rounded uh, concept and, and ideas that, that go together. So I, I like when they're both together, we can sort of tackle them all, all the, the whole issue of uh, what Tazri and Mitzora have to offer on some way, on some small way. Um, and of course, we, we can't forget that these parshias always fall out between Pesach and Shavuos. And therefore, in the back of our minds, just like we're counting sphere every day, we're counting and, and inching our way towards Kabbalah Satora, which always is in the forefront of our minds, and therefore, these parshias have to reflect um, that that journey as well. So, in the Sefer Vayikra, Parshas Tazria Mitzora. Let us let us begin with just an overall understanding that our Rishonim explained the the concept of of leprosy. Tazria Mitzora is 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 loosely translated as leprosy, which of course today, if you Google it or if you look it up, it's a it's a skin ailment. There are many hundreds, maybe thousands of skin diseases um, that represent the myriad. It's you know the skin is our largest organ, <laughs> right? And we have to take care of it. It's also more, the most abused. It covers us from head to toe, right. and and uh, that's part of the that's part of the lesson of Tazri Mitzora that what we're being taught here is something that affects us from head to toe, and we have to take care of our our skin, and we all know that skin is is something that is different the skin on the head and the skin on our feet has a different nature to it. it was some, some of it is thick, and some of it is very thin, and on our hands, you know, especially if someone uh, works with their hands, they can get callous and very thick skin, and, and the other parts of the body, it's very sensitive, very sensitive to heat, and very sensitive to cold, very sensitive to touch, very sensitive to, to uh, uh, abrasions, and 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 we know we could it's 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 also an organ that we can affect it from without and we can affect it from within there are diseases that that or ailments that um appear on the skin but they're really something that's coming from within whether it's a virus, whether it's a you know eczema or psoriasis and and all these other ailments, and then there's other ways that someone could give you a cut with a knife, or you can bang yourself and puncture the skin, and then it has to heal. It's nothing from within; it's from without. But still, the skin has been affected. So it's a type of organ in the body that has to be protected from within and from without. It's it, it's and but it also it is a protection. The skin is our amazing protection um, and insulates the body from and protects it from all types of all types of infections. That when that when the you know that when the, 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 the skin is punctured you're at risk for all types of infections to come in. You have to be careful. You have to treat it with antibiotics and you have to dress it properly because as long as the skin is open, you are susceptible to all types of viruses and, and infections that could attach themselves to the site of this, this uh, uh, where it's open. And this is where the, um, 
I think one of the, the reasons why the, the Torah chose, and Kosh Baruch Hu chose to show us the, the lessons of Tsaras, Bedafka on our skin. If you turn to page, to Pasig, Perg Yud Gimel, Pasig Mem Zayin, this is in Parsha's uh, Tazria, the first Parsha. Page 616. So this is already in, in one aspect, an unusual aspect of uh, manifestation of this Tsaras. And here is where the Rishonim uh, tell us that there's something unique about this. And, we, and therefore we can't just um, translate it as leprosy, which is a physical skin ailment. Um, just like the men, many hundreds of others. But here where the Pasuk says here that Vahabeged and the garment, and the garment that will have this affliction of Tsaras, right? Beget Semer or Beget Pishtim, whether it's a, a wool garment. Or a linen garment. Whether it's Bishasiyu Be'erev, whether it's in whatever direction of the woven weave. So this is also, and, and whatever, whatever it looks like, you have to also show this to the Kohen. Okay, so the Ramban already here chose at this place where, what's going on here? A garment has tsaras. The garment isn't a living organism, <laughs> right? How does that manifest a, you know, this, this disease called rep- leprosy? So says the Ramban, This is not natural. It's not natural. It's not nature. And it's not something that is apparent in the in the in the medical journals or in nature. And also when we're gonna see about houses, walls that could have this uh, tsaras. Also it's not natural. We know where that mold can grow on, but that's not all. That's not something that's growing from the wall. It's something that, because of moisture, because of the environment, it's an organism that's attaching itself to the wall, but not coming from the wall, right? But saras, and that's why it's difficult to translate it as leprosy. Is here? It's coming from the garment, just like it manifests itself from skin. It's manifesting itself from the garment or from the wall of the house. So what's going on? So it says the Ramban, this, don't, don't even try to find this in the medical books. Don't Google it. It's beyond. This is not a natural thing. So what is it all about? Uh, says the Ramban, I will be Yisrael Shleimim Lashem. Because the Jewish people are so connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yeruach Hashem Tomid Aleim. Hakosh Baruch was always connected with them. Lahamid Gufam Bigdein Bebatem Bemaritoyf. Hakosh Baruch protects them and gives them from his influence to keep them healthy and well and functioning the way they're supposed to function. The Kasha Yikrib Beechad Mehem Dvarchait. And when the Jewish people sin and they fall from their level, Va'avon, uh, or sin, any kind of sin, Yisroya kiur bibsoroya bibigdoya beisai. It can manifest itself in their body, in their garment, or in their, the walls of their house. Laharois, to show ki Hashem sor me'olav, that the Shechin is now distant from him. There's a manifestation that's called saras, that represents and reflects a person's closeness and a person's distance 
from his reflection of the Shechina, or or that the Shechina cannot attach himself to can can attach itself to him, because he distanced himself, which of of course is is ultimately the model of the the moon, the reflection that the moon reflects through its revelation of the month to the sun, right, which is supposed to reflect Klal Yisrael's um, um, closeness and distance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this is a manifestation that when the Shechina is in balance, in sync with a person, so then his body, his clothing, his home are all protected and they they can exist, they can exist in the form that Kosh intends it to, inform, to, to, to exist. But when the Shekhinah is removed, then those items, whether it's his body, his clothing, or his home, start disintegrating. They start losing their, their form, and that manifests itself in what we see as Tsaras. And this is the communication that the Jewish people were on in the times of the of Moshe Rabbeinu and in the early days of the Beis Hamikdash, when the Shechina was close and resided among the Jewish people. So then there was this manifestation, this was close relationship. And it, it's similar to what 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 people read and they ask. We read in the Shema every day. If we listen to the Torah, then there'll be rains in its proper time, and there'll be fruits, and everything will be be, be uh, fruitful and 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 beautiful. And if not, the rains will stop. Well, I'm sorry, we don't we don't see that today. Today it's global warming, it's it's a, a drought, and it's but and that's true. In the utopia, in times like when Saras was available, was around, that's when the Shechina was in balance, in sync with the Jewish people. We had the Beis Amigdash, and we had Moshe Rabbeinu, before that in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu. So then the relationship was such that when we were doing what we have to do, so then it, it reflected itself in health, health to our bodies, health to our clothing, health to... But if not, the, the absence of the Shechina or the distance brought to an individual, all of a sudden he'll see a, a, a blemish on the, on the walls of his house. It'd be an unusual phenomenon, right? So after he goes through, he calls the, the, the mold experts and everything. He said, no, it's not... It's not mold. We tried all the treatments. It's not mold. Try, it might be, you know, something spiritual. Then you go to the Kohen, and the Kohen will look at it and then determine whether it's Saras or it's not Saras. And the same thing is when it's on our, our, our garments. And then also if it's on our flesh. And the Chazal tell us in the Parsha, if we look at the totality of the Parsha, even though f- first in Parsha's Tazri, it's... it's um, it's told we, we're told about the tsaras on our flesh, and then later we're talked about the a garment, and then we're talked about on on the homes in, in Parshas Mitzora. Really, it's the opposite. First, Hakodesh when a person is um, distancing himself, so then it would afflict his home, so he could. Look at it and say, "Oh, something's not right. I better let's let me look and, and try to see what I'm doing wrong." Lashon hara, or or whatever I'm talking lashon hara or accepting lashon hara or something is is off balance, and therefore the shechina is distancing itself from my home, and therefore I'm seeing this. If he does tshuva, fine, then then it'll go away. It'll it'll if if not. Chazal tell us, then it will come to his clothing, more closer to home, closer to himself, and say, "Oh, what's on my my garment?" And he'll go through the same process. If that works, then fine. If not, then it will start aff- afflicting his his body, 
and then he has to go through the process which already um, isolates him and puts him into quarantine. Right? And, and this is the process. But this process, says the Ramban, is a process that is l'malaminateva. Not a medical disease. It's a spiritual disease. And the Rambam also says the same thing in the end of the tail end of Hilchus Tumas Tzaras Perak Tezayin Halacha Yud Hatzaras Hushem Haomer Bishutfis Koylel Inyonim Harbe. It's a overall term that refers to many things Sheinim Doyums that are not uh, one is not compared to the other. And then the This is what said about clothing that can contract tzaras and bottom and homes. It's just using the same term of leprosy, of tzaras. It's not something of natural sources. It's a sign and a wonder. It comes to warn a person from specifically from the sin of Lashon Hara. That's how overwhelming and how intense the sin of Lashon Hara is. It will cause his home to start changing. Because where does a person talk Lashon Hara? In his home, over the dinner table. People find it very nice to talk about other people. Right? But we have to get used to our ourselves that we can sit down to dinner and not talk about other people. Our Shabbos pay, table is not a place to talk about other people. Come home from shul, it's very, oh, I saw this one, oh, look at this one. He you know, lost a lot of weight, gained a lot of weight. This one bought a new suit. This one I heard he moved into a new house. And this one, and all of a sudden, the whole Shabbos table is, is about other people. Why? That should not be the... The, we shouldn't get into the habit that this is a topic of a discussion. We talk about the Parsha, we talk about ourselves, we talk about, you know, uh, you know, praise our, our, our family, give, but not about, we don't have to talk about other people. We have to get out of the habit of talking about other people. If a person does tshuva, then his home will be, will, will get cleared of this. But if he stays with it, then who, until you have to break down the house and he still doesn't get the lesson, so then it'll go to his clothing. The chesed that Koshbrochu created this, 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 this unnatural progression is also with chesed. First it comes to the home, right? And then it comes to the clothing. And then if not, then it comes to his person's body then he has to go through this process. So, and and this is what he says. The, the, the Rambam has a lengthy discussion. He says, and, and this is what the Torah says. He shomer b'neget saras. And remember what happened, what Hashem did to Miriam. The famous prophetess, Miriam. That the Torah says that she got leprosy. And all of the Jewish people had to wait for her for seven days while she was isolated and quarantined. Says the Rambam. Miriam spoke about her brother, about Moshe Rabbeinu in Parshas Baloscha, right? She was older than Moshe. And still, the Gidlois, and she raised him. Al Birkeha, she raised him. The Sikna and she put herself in danger. To save him from, you know, she, when she watched him and put him into the into the sea of reeds, right? She didn't want to talk bad about him. Just she misunderstood the level of prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. And she thought, why isn't he living with his wife? Even though he's a prophet, so what? I'm also a prophet and Aaron's a prophet. We can have a normal, healthy 
married, married life. She was just trying to help him. And, he, and Moshe Ben didn't take it personally. Because the Torah says right there, on that, in that incident, it says that Moshe was the most humble person. He didn't hold it against Miriam or Aaron that they were talking about him. Even, even so, she was punished right away with Saras. But with the Rambam, we understand because she was so attached to the Shechina. But still, she serves as a lesson. And the Chavetz Chaim wrote many books based on those that verse. We have to remember. It's one of the six uh, remembrances that we have to mention every day. Because we have to remind ourselves. And all the more so today that we don't have the Beis Amigdash. We don't have the Shechina among us. And we don't have Tsaras. So what's going to remind us? Well, we have to remind ourselves. We have to learn Hilvus Lashon Hara. We have to remind ourselves why a person would speak Lashon Hara. A lot of it's because we, we, you know, we're jealous, or it's a lot of it because, you know, we're, we're, we don't feel good about ourselves, or we don't, we don't know, or, or we just, we just got into a bad habit. That's what everybody's talking about. Other people, juicy gossip. It's, a, it's an industry. We all know, it's, you know, we blog it out, and, and believe me, people suffer this uh, disease of, you know, they need to know information, need to know about everybody. And today it's so easy to do it in the privacy of your own computer. Google someone and find that all the dirt, anything that's ever there, it's like an unbelievable uh, uh, disease that, that's out there. Anything that ever was written or brought about this person um, true or not true <laughs> comes up and, and and once you 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 and then how easy it is once you see it to share it with other people one click of a switch and it's to all your contacts and, and you can never retrieve it I it's a terrible, terrible thing. We can talk about that. But we have to understand that we can't say, oh, Bar Hashem, there's no Tsaras today. We have to, that's part of the Churban of Beis Amigdash, that there's no Tsaras. It means that we're not attached to the Shechina. It means that we're not in touch, and we have to find other ways. There's another, another Pasuk that, that tells us during the times of the of when there was Saras, so the Kohen played an amazing role. He was the player. He was the person. And if you turn to Yud Dalid, Yud Dalid Lamed Vav, Yud Dalid Lamed Vav. Simhashis Mitzora. On page 626. So this is talking about when I, you say, I see something on the house. I see something like a, a uh, and, uh, the, okay, so it says there, Pasuk Lamed Vav says, V'tziva ha-koyen, the Koyen commands the person. Who brought this to the attention, to his attention? Upinus Abayas. And they empty the house. Before he before he even looked at it. Right away the crane comes in and says, Okay, I'm not looking. Uh, the first thing, empty the house. Empty the house? Where am I supposed to put everything? I don't put it on the grass that's on the front lawn. <laughs> everything, empty the furniture, everything from the house, all the pictures off the wall, everything, empty your whole house. Before the coin will come to look at it. So that everything in the house won't become tome in case the coin sees it and says, This is tsaras. After he empties the house, then the coin will come to see the house. Asks the Tolna Rebbe, Look at this Pasik. 
Tziva Hakoyen, the term Yovoi Hakoyen, the Achaken Yovoi Hakoyen, three times in the one Pasek, the word Koyen. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of, it's a lot of words, a lot of time, the Koyen. You're talking about the Koyen, so just say, and he, you know, the Koyen will command him, and then before he will come to the house, what do you have to say three times Hakoyen? And then why Hakoyen? The Koyen. What, what is that coming to teach me? So Rashi, not addressing this problem, Rashi addresses, why is he emptying the house? What are we afraid of? So what if things will become Tomei? Most things that become Tomei, you can go through a process of making them Tohar again, make them pure again. Says Rashi, what is the Torah worried about or, or you know, uh, careful about? If it's on, you know, one type of, uh, of, of you know, uh, of vessels, put them in the mikvah and they'll become tar. What's the problem? Also put them in the mikveh. If it's on food, then also you'll eat them while you're tame. You can eat tame food. What's so what's the problem? Says Rashi, earthenware stuff that can't be put in the mikveh. Your coffee mug, earthenware thing. You have that two coffee mugs that's chipped anyway. Doesn't have a handle anymore, right? Right, and, and 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 it's chipped all over, but it says "World's ba- Greatest Mom" on it, right? Mm-hmm. And you keep it because your child gave it to you for Mother's Day fifty years ago, right? You keep it. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary for your these things are not so valuable. Earthenware is the is the cheapest type of earth. The Torah is worried about that. I don't want you to lose that. That nostalgia, that, that, that thing that is not valuable, but meaningful to you. Shame them tired, that's what he's worried about. So, what the, so, the, so the Talmud Rebbe, in, in developing a, an idea, wants, wants to say that, um, that there's a side of dealing with people that Akash Baruch wants us to know that even when we have to punish someone, we do it with. With love. You do it with patience. You do it with sensitivity. When the Torah shows that the Kayan, before he comes into the house, the first thing that's on his mind is your your stuff. Oh, this guy's already even he was even if he says they think, oh well, it could be he's talked Lashnahara so much that that it came a blemish on his house. No, the Kayan comes in the first thing on his mind. I'm worried about your stuff, about your coffee mug. <laughs> you shouldn't, because that one, if it's tummy, you're going to have to break it and throw it away. I'm worried about your stuff. I, I, I didn't even think about that coffee mug. I called you to come to look at the house, you know, whether it's a... I'm worried about when the Kayan shows that he's worried about, he loves and cares about that person, it shows that he's coming, even if he has to tell him, yes, that's, that's Taraz. Better watch out something you've been talking Lashon Hara behind closed doors. Yes. You know, let's 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 learn some Shmiras of Lashon together. I want to see you in my office. Uh, like the you know, the, the Rabbi Shalom Chadron used to say, um, says that the, you know, this person comes home from, is walking home from school and his doctor calls me. I say, Hey Moshe, come over here. He says, you know, I said I see your you're sort of limping on one side. You're not walking balanced and upright, something. Come to my office on Monday morning. I want to check it out. I see something. So he comes home to his wife. He says, honey, you'll never believe it. My doctor is like, he cares so much about me. He sees that I'm limping. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, but now, now I notice that I'm something or I look a little pale or something. He wants to see me. He's going to stick me into his office. He's going to come Monday morning. I have to go to have an appointment. Such a caring doctor. Then 
another guy is walking home from shul, and the, the rabbi calls him over and says, Yankel, come over here, I want to talk to you. He says, says Yankel says, I've been noticing the last three weeks, you, you're, you're coming in so late to davening, and you missed a few days, that when you come, you're talking. Come to my office, you know, we're gonna, I, want to, I want to talk to you, what's going on? So he'll come home to his wife and says, what, that rabbi is such a busybody. What does he have to notice? He has to look at my, get into my business? What is he, what is he bothering me? Must be he needs a vacation. <laughs> right? What's the, what's the difference? So Sean Chadrondi, you know, he said that one thing is that we all care about our physical health. And the doctor who notices it, wow, that's, a, that's, a, that's very good. And, and, and it's, it, it's sort of outside of myself. But when the, the rabbi is saying about a person's ruchnius, that hits him, you know, that hits him hard. There was a story, there was a story that, that, that I, I read that Rav uh, um, my Rosh Hashiva, someone approached him in the early days in Baltimore, he, that there was a, a Holocaust survivor that Nebuch was uh, going off the derach, and he was very lonely, and he was... Uh, thinking about marrying a non-Jew. So they asked Rosh Shiva, he, was not, he wasn't a, known as a Kirov professional, right? Even though many of his Talmidim, Rabbi Noach Weinberg, Rabbi Rosenberg, are his Talmidim, you know? But they asked him to talk to him. So he says, okay, if I could help out a Jew, I'll help him out. So he called him into his office, he spoke to him, and he gave him every, you know, Rav Rudman knew all of Torah, you know, and he spoke to him by, from the heart. He spoke to him as, as best as he could. And the guy says, well, Rabbi, I hear what you're saying, you know, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> you know, it didn't, didn't really... So then he took out his wallet and he wanted to give, here's for your time, Rabbi, here's a $100 bill, which in those days meant a lot, a $100 bill for your time. I'll pay you. So he says, excuse me, I, you know, I don't take money. Thank God I have a position here in the yeshiva. They pay me a salary and I don't take any outside you know, remuneration for, for anything. This is my pleasure if I could help out a Jew. So he tells him, he says, you're not taking the money? And he says, I mean, you really meant what you said, what you told me? This was coming because you just cared about me? He says, okay, let's, let's sit down again and, and uh, talk about these things again. And they spoke. And the person, uh, you know, left, you know, left his his uh, his his idea of marrying out. The the Torah wants us to understand what Torah is, and therefore the Torah sent us the best representation, best representative in the Kayan. the Kayan who the uh, I saw, yeah, oh, the Talmud Rebbe brings. He brings from the Zohar. The Zoyer says that why was the Kayan chosen? Because the Kayan has in his roots, in his DNA, the, 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 the genes of Aaron HaKayan, which is Midas HaChesed, from Midas Oyev Isabriyas, Mekarvim LaTorah. And the Kayan has to dig deep into him, even though he's generations after Aaron HaKayan, he has to dig deep into himself and find that, tap into that. That Ava. And with that, and part of that is the Psukim that say that the crane comes and he commands him before he before he even looks at the house, take all your all your stuff out of the house. It's for the Kayan to feel it and for the Kayan to re- start relating to the person with love. I'm out for you, I care about you. I care about your mug that says happy Mother's Day. That's half chipped and all that. Can't even hold a cup of coffee. That's what I'm, I worry about that. So the person feels that who's talking to you? Not the Kayan, but Kajabor who's talking to you. That's what the Saras means. And that's, and it could be that's why when the Kohanim go up, even in our day, and they go up to Duchid in Eretz Yisrael every day, on Shabbos twice, and by us, unfortunately, it's only on the Gimel Regolim. They stand up, and what do they say? They say, we were, Asher, Asher, Aaron, you have sanctified us. 
with the sanctity of Aaron, v'tzivonu, and you have commanded us, levorech es amo Yisrael, to bless the Jewish people, be'ahava, with love. What are you blessing them? You're blessing them not just out of love, but you're showering them with love. Be'ahava. The love is going on the Kohen, that where that has to come from, and also what you're actually giving the people, you're showering them with love. Because when they feel loved, then they'll be open to understand and hear, yeah, you know, I haven't been as strong. I, I could do better. I can do better. And I can be grateful if the, if the rabbi would call me and say, you know what, let's start learning together. You can... You have you have more potential. You can you can tap into. It. You can do it. That's what the this is this is still a, this is still alive, and this is the the lesson. This is the lesson of the of what what Saras has to offer us. And the Talmud Rebbe brings a story from his Rebbe, the Pnei Menachem, one of the Ger Rebbes, that said that in the times when it was permissible for a teacher to hit a child in class. I grew up like that, a teacher. But don't hit the child with a strap or a ruler. Hit them with your hand, the Pnei Machim said. Why? Because the teacher should feel some of the pain as well. Hits him with a, with a ruler, he doesn't feel any pain. The ruler hit it, but he hits him with his hand, so he feels a little bit of the pain on the thing. And that's it has to be with love. It has to be with that I want you to be better. I know you can be better. This is what education, this is what training, this is what education is all about. With love. And this is why HaKohen, three times in the Pasuk, is trying to teach us that it's the Kohen who is the one who carries with him the inner Ahava, the inner representation of the Shekhinah, back from Aaron Akayin, right? who was the, the, the most beloved person. Every Kayin has to come with that, with that inner, inner strength. And this goes back to, to our times that we are in now, the times that we're learning, we're learning Pirkei Ovis. These are uh, Pirkei Ovis, so we don't have time to talk about Pirkei Ovis, but these are the times, these, these 50 days between Pesach and Shavuos, which we know represent, as the Mishnah in Ovis tells us, that there are 48 Kinyone Torah, 48 ways to acquire Torah. And every day of the Omer represents one of those ways. Matzio Salman has a whole Sefer, Tusforim, written about the Kinyonim and how they relate to the sphere and how in order to, to acquire Torah, you have to make a Kinyon. And there are 48 Kinyonim, which means each one is a Kinyon. It acquires it, but there are 48 to acquire it in totality. You have to have all 48. But each one acquires you in a piece of Torah. It's not that you don't have anything without, any, without all 48, but each one is part of the whole. And the, the Chidah writes that this is what we say, Eishas Chayil Mi Yimtza. Chayil is, is Gematria 48. We're all going to come home and sing Eishas Chayil tonight. Of course, our wives think we're, we're, we're singing to them. But Shlomo Melech was actually singing to his mother. <laughs> but Chazal tell us it's a, it's a, it's a metaphor to Torah. And the, the metaphor is in Eishas Chayil, the Gematria of Chayil is 48. It's referring to the 48 Kinyone Torah. Mi Yimtza. Who can, who can find, who can be someone that can acquire all 48 ways that are mentioned in the in Pirkei Avos? So the, the Vilna Goen asks a question. He says, later on in the in the Eishas Chayil, we say, Rabbi's bonus also Chayil. 
which seems to contradict. It says, Rabbi's bonus, many of the daughters also have, have made me into a warrior. So it seems that first we say, me, and so how can we find it? It's unattainable. And then we say, Rabbi's bonus also chayel, that we can, we can attain it. What is it? Can we attain it or can we not attain it? So Rabbi Kotler, based on a, on a Vilna Goyen, answers, and he says that it's true, it's very difficult for one person to acquire all 48 ways as a Kenyan, as an acquisition. We can know them and can sort of appreciate them, but many of them are very far distant from us. But collectively, the Jewish people, we're part of a people who embrace the 48 Kenyone Torah. And there are people who, who different Kenyonim resonate with them, different of the 48 ways are their mission. We make ourselves part of Klal Yisrael, and therefore we are part of a people who have in them the 48 ways. And therefore, we can, we can piggyback on Kalal Yisrael. And the truth is, this is the same thing with Taryag mitzvahs. There's no one person who can fulfill all 613 mitzvahs. Never has been, from the Adam till the last person that will step on this earth. It's impossible. Some are for Kohanim, some are for Levim, some are for men, some are for women, some are in the times of Beis Amigdash, some are... Some are, are contradict each other, to marry and to divorce. What, you know, don't try this at home. I wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm running after mitzvahs. Please, dear, here's a get. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so when, so when they say a joke, I don't believe it. They say that, that, uh, that they asked Rebchaim Kanievsky why, why he doesn't uh, divorce his wife so he could be mekayim the mitzvah of machzir grushasai, of re- returning one's divorce wife. She so says, you know what, I'm not sure if I divorce her, if she'll marry me again. <laughs> but, but there's no, it's impossible. So what does it mean that I'm, I, I fulfill all Taryag mitzvahs? It means that I'm from a people that I believe in the divinity of all Taryag mitzvahs. And I'm, with, I'm from a people that I, I'm connected to a people who Someone is carrying out or has carried out all of the Tarag Mitzvah collectively. So it's the same thing with these Kinyane Torah. I want to make myself part of Kal Yisrael. And how do we make ourselves part of Kal Yisrael? By having Avas Yisrael. By having Beinonu Mechaveroi. So Beinonu Mechaveroi is not just a mitzvah that I want to do, but it's necessary for me to connect myself with Kal Yisrael because I need it to be, have a Kinyane Torah. This is what this is the, the, the depth of what Saras teaches us. The Kayan is teaching this person. Don't just see the, the, the blemish on your wall. Look at what the Kayan is teaching you. He loves you so much. He's worried about your mug. He's worried about your klicheres that you're gonna, that you don't even care about. He cares about your you, that you, you're, you're separating yourself from the Shechina and you're separating yourself from Klal Yisrael. Speaking Lashon Hara separates us. It makes us look down at people. That's distancing ourselves not just from God, but from each other. Everybody has, you know, everybody has something that we're not proud of. Every day. Some are big, some are small. And some, we continue it even though we know they're not taking us to a good place. But let's try to embrace the, 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 the virtues or the qualities of people and to learn from them. Because once we have the Kinyani Torah like the Shechina, the Torah is our Shechina today. When we embrace the Torah and we look for ways to that we should have more of the Kinyani Torah from ourselves and from the the love that we show to other people who who are so good and they have they possess Kinyani Torah that we don't have naturally. We become attached to Torah, and then the Torah is like the Shechina will protect us 
and will guide us through, maybe not to show us saras on the wall, but will bring us to opportunities that will protect us and save us and, and, and give us insight to be able to keep the Torah and to f- meet people who will help us um, through difficulties, to challenges. But if we don't, if we speak Lashon Hara and that distances ourselves, that's the worst part of Lashon Hara, is that it's, it's, uh, it, 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 it separates us from one another. So then we're on our own. When we're on our own, you know, woe is to us. We're, we're, this is what we say in the davening every day. The malach, we, we talk about the malach in Birchas Krishma. As shem hokel ha-melech ha-god al-gibor ha-nur kodeshu. V'chulam mekablim aleim ol malchus shomayim zem mizeh. This is the malachim. They accept the yoke of heaven. Zem mizeh, one from one another. Even the malachim realize that each one has their mission and they have their limitations. But collectively, they're part of something great. They can, they can see and appreciate the greatness of God's kingdom. But we have to learn from that. And they allow each one to excel in their area, in their kinyonim. And we have to learn from be the same way. We have to praise people for what they have, even if I don't have it. Forget about the jealousy. Maybe I can learn to, to be like them, or maybe not. But by praising them, I'll encourage them. I'll encourage them. Look, I, wow, this guy is so patient. I wish I had an ounce of, I wish I had a, a little bit of his patience. He's, and I know he's going to a difficult time, and he's still davening and learning, and he's, I wish I, I could learn from him. Maybe I can, maybe I'm not, but at least I can connect myself and I can be part of his Kenyan Torah. And therefore I can, it, I'll have the benefit of that. That's Kol Yisrael Aravims that we're all interrelated, we're all interconnected. And if I do encourage him and he does something more than he would have, that's 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 like I'm having it. That's like my king in itself. He's doing more. He's giving. I praise him for the stucca he's given or the chesed he's doing. Even though I can't do that, I can't. Not not for me. But I can praise him, and he does it better. And he he's you know happy with what he's doing. So that's 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 uh, that helps me. That's Aisha's chayil miyimza, that we can become part of the memches kinyone Torah. This is what we learned from from Parshas, from Parshas Tazria Mitzora, specifically, and and what the, these uh, these special days of Sfiras Omer, where we every day counts and every day we inch ourselves closer to understand that Hashem wants to give us opportunities, opportunities that we personally can do better, and opportunities that we can encourage others to do better. But we have to look at ourselves honestly. And this is what the, the, the I found the, uh, one page from the Altar of Slabotkin, his Sefer, Or Hatzof and Chela Gimel, page Yud Beis. He says in this week's Parsha that you come to the house and uh, it's Perig Yud Dalit, Posik Lamed Hey. The Posik says, and you come to the house and you say, Vera'oa Koyen. Sorry. And the person who owns the home, he comes to the Koyan and he says, I see something like a, a blemish on my house. Why do you say Kinega? Why do you say like a. I see a, you know. A, Leprosy on my wall. So says the altar of Slavot, the Torah is teaching us a sensitivity that one has to be honest. 
You don't know what it is. Right? So don't say it. The Torah wants us to be careful about Midas Emes. Until the Kayan sees it and he determines, I just say, I see something that looks like, but I can't, why should I say that it is? It's not. Rav Rudiman, in, in his Sefer, maybe he heard differently from the altar of Sabatka. He says sometimes our words have such power that it can create a reality. And he, he quotes this uh, from, from other, from the Taisus Yamtiv in, a, in a Mishnah in the Goyim, that the Torah doesn't want us to say something is, this is the, what we know as Al-Tiftach Pel Satan. Don't open your mouth to something like less said is better. That's why we know, I know the cancer, we never we say, yener machla, you know, we don't refer to it as, as what it is. That's why people refer to it. Because less said is better. Because when we speak, it has a reality. But the Alta Sabak, in a more basic uh, version, he says, because the Torah doesn't want us to say what we don't know. You don't know what it is yet. So don't say it. The Torah is careful that a person should be honest with himself and even what he thinks until the Kayan sees it. Until the Kayan determines what it is, don't say it. That's why you say, Kinega, like a, like a, a, um, a leprosy I see on the wall. Because when a person is honest, when a person is careful about his honesty in himself, so then he's open to, he's open to change. He's open to becoming better, and he's open to admire the Kinyone Torah and to um, pursue them. And, and as we're saying, that the pursuit is is a pursuit to to appreciate what everybody else has and to connect yourselves to that. Collectively, Kalal Yisrael, um, we will have Rabbis Bonus Asachayil. In a multitude of, of daughters, you'll find the warrior. You'll find all 48 ways. And that's what the Vilna Goin says. Eishas Chayil If I'm standing by myself, where am I? I can never acquire all 48 ways. But Rabbis Bonus, in the multitude, in Kalal Yisrael, Asachayil, I could find. And if I attach myself, with Avas Yisrael, like the Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva learned, unfortunately, in a, in a very serious way, that the 24,000 Talmidim died during this period. It's a time when we have to strengthen ourselves. Um, in Bein Olam look at the, with, not just with an eye in Teva, but really um, admire something in our friend, in someone that we uh, see, in someone that we meet, without being judgmental, that could bring us to the terrible things. Okay, have a good chance. Good chance. There's a reason the Pusik starts out talking about Sarasa and the body and then...